And we're back. Another edition Stripe Show podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you're having a great week. Good uh, conversation with Jason Gore yesterday on uh, all things USGA. And uh, it's good to see the uh, United States Golf Association moving in the right direction again. I think they're starting to reestablish their identity and Jason's doing a great job. Now, Thursday, you know, it's instruction. And uh, this is going to be a special one, folks, because the guy joining me here uh, is coming to me from uh, the Sunshine Coast in Australia. It's actually Thursday morning there, Wednesday evening where I'm at in Ponte Vedra. So, Grant, good morning to you. Grant Field, the uh, coach, longtime coach to Cameron Smith. This is going to be a lot of fun here to to get some insight because you know Cameron perhaps better than anybody. Thanks for joining me, man. No worries. Not a problem, mate. Glad to so, be here. A congratulations is in order to start with here because I was reading that you are the uh, 2022 PGA of Australian or sorry 2021 PGA of Australia Teacher of the Year. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was announced uh, two nights ago at yeah. um, Greg Norman Medal. So um, yeah, very fortunate, very um, pleased to be uh, this year's uh, Coach of the Year. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Sunshine Coast uh, in Australia, a place called uh, Pelican Waters. Um, go follow Grant on Instagram. He he works with a lot of good players. Uh, I see uh, follow your stuff. And uh, you've been a coach to Cameron Smith, his coach, for a long time now. Cameron Smith, I've been talking about him a lot on the podcast. Ironically, he lives right now, Grant. He lives three miles from me here in Bonavita beach, Florida. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to let him know. I'm talking, I'm talk to your coach on the podcast. Now I got to get Cameron on the podcast and bring this full circle, but you know him so well, you've taught him since he was 10 years of age. Yeah. This is, this has got to be pretty cool for you to sit back in Australia and watch this young man now climb all the way to number 10 in the world. Oh, no question. I mean, I think, you know, starting out as a 10 year old, you know, you're not ever looking or thinking that this is the journey that you're on. So I think, um, you know, back then he was just a really little kid who, you know, played some nice golf and, um, yeah, we had him in a, a squad. Um, I, I was one of the coaches of a Sunshine Coast squad and fortunately, um, yeah, where he lives is in sort of North Brisbane and that was in our zone and he came to a, um, a junior um, development clinic that we had and he was put into my group and um, kind of the rest is history. So I'm glad he was in my group and I'm glad that, uh, you know, 18 years later we're still sitting here and he's, you know, number 10 in the world. So Now that's amazing because I have a lot of teachers who watch this podcast and young teachers, teachers have been doing this a while, whatever. And you got to, you just think to yourself, you're, you're in this clinic, juniors running around and all of a sudden here comes this kid, you know, walking across and like, wow, that kid's got talent. I'm sure you looked at him like he's, he's different. He's got talent. And here yep. you are now 12, 13 years or whatever later. Years, yeah. <laughs> and he's the number 10 player in the world. That's a, that's a cool story. Yeah. It's insane. You know, I think, um, you know, like you never sort of dreaming. Like, you know, there was never the 
the goal of, well, when I say it's never the goal, it was, you know, never a thought. And then probably when he got to about 14 or 15 was when I was really like, okay, I think this kid can be something pretty special. Um, but even early on, I mean, he was, he was good and, you know, we'd have, um, you know, heaps of short game clinics and that, and he'd beat all the 16, 17, 18 year olds. And it's like, okay, you know, like he's a competitor and, you know, um, but you're still not, you know, there's still a lot to happen between, you know, then and where he is now. So, um, but yeah, I've loved every minute of it. Has he always been like that world-class putter? Because when you watch Cameron Smith putt, I mean, there's, there's a, like you walk the range of the PGA tour and there's, we could list off some names that are like, okay, you got to stop and watch that guy hit the golf ball. Right. I mean, Bryson, you got to stop and watch him hit the driver. There's guys, uh, Colin Morikawa, you got to stop and watch him hit his irons. Yeah. Yeah. And then you walk to the putting green and there's, those guys that you have to stop and watch them roll the rock. Cameron Smith, you have to stop and watch him putt because he is one of the best putters in the world. Has he always had that knack? Yeah, he's always been pretty good. He's always been pretty good. I mean, I think, you know, one of the beauties that happened with Cam is, you know, he wasn't a big kid and he didn't hit it a long way. And, you know, he had to to compete. He had to have a short game and he had to learn to putt. And, and the beauty was, you know, under pressure, he learned to hold putts when it mattered really early on, you know, and I think um, just that inner competitor was evident then um, and that's just kept flowing through. And obviously, you know, he's got really good fundamentals and all the rest of it, but, you know, that innate ability just to compete. Um, so the, the tougher it got, I think the better he gets with the putter mm. um, and that's a unique skill, you know, that a lot don't have. Have you talked to him since the win at Century? Uh, only by text. So Only by text? just hung over so they um they played a um a nine-hole practice round this morning and then mm. he was done so um more important to rest up rather than uh trusted yeah. i mean we planned to do a, a little bit this morning but you're just tired and just needs a break so um you know his game's obviously in a really good position it's just getting his brain back ready to play again tomorrow and i'm sure he'll be fine to go i mean it's got to be exhausting when you have the lead four straight days like he did. Yeah. Um, and he's staring down the number one player in the world in the yeah. same group for three days yeah. who d- d- really, I mean, let's face it. He made one mistake. John Ron made one mistake in that tournament on five on Saturday. He hit it out of, yeah. he hit it in the long stuff and he still shot the course record. Yeah. So Cameron's knowing that, man, I can't make mistakes. Like I have to keep going in this pressure. And then I got to sleep on the lead and I got to get up and do it again and stare John Rom in the face. And then I got to sleep and I got to get up and do it again. I mean, He's, you know, he seems like a very confident individual to me, but he's got to come out of there going, okay, I can, yeah, I am a top 10 player. I, I, I can go toe to toe with Rom. You, you get that sense through text a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I've known this for a long, long time. And, you know, I mean, I guess for him to get to top 10 in the world, you've got to play like probably a top five player in the world for, mm-hmm. for quite a while. And, you know, I mean, I know they were both teams events, but both of his Zurich Classic wins didn't count for any world ranking points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to climb his way to where he has um, without those extra points, you know, just shows where he is actually, you know, in the world of golf, I think, you know, and I think for the last you know, good year, um, he's, he's been definitely one of the best players on the planet. Yeah. You look at his last eight tournaments, his really only, I'll just call it bad finish was 34th at the BMW. That's not like bad, yeah, but that was the after obviously the Northern trusts and again, yeah. enough where it takes it out of you. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to say, finished second there. Um, 
mean, he's fifth at St. Jude. He's 14th at the Tour Championship, ninth at CJ, 15th at Houston, fourth at the RSM, first at the Century. This is this yeah. is pretty heady golf since the first of August. And I think um, you know, one of the things that probably doesn't get noticed, the the 15th at uh, Houston for me mm. was probably you know, one of the most important weeks, um, you know, coming into the second last hole, he was, he, he made double bogey and looked like missing the cut in Houston. Mm. Um, and then he, he basically, he got up and down from about, I don't know, I think it was 80 to a hundred for double on 17. And then he birdied 18, played the weekend, played really nice, ran fourth the next week, you know, goes into the holidays with a break and then comes out fresh and, and wins at the start of the year. And I think, you know, too often we sort of look at the, you know, the the shiny stuff, which is, you know, the winning on the weekend. But, you know, I go back to something like that and, you know, the guts that it took when you look like missing a cut mm-hmm. to – to then, you know, make the cut, then have a good weekend and run 15th um, has been hugely important in this last little bit as well. Is it fair to say with Cameron, I know he's won a couple times in Australia. Um, And as he comes over to the States, is it fair to say that Cameron maybe is kind of, as we watch him now, he's, he's kind of a late bloomer in some regards, right? Like he's, he's gotten onto the PGA tour when he first got onto the tour grant. I mean, a short game, obviously his putting is great, but he wasn't like this, top shelf iron player when he first got on tour. And it seems like to me over the last two or three years, like his iron game is just went to an entirely different level to me. That's what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, again, I I was always of the belief that what we were doing was going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a work in progress. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think, um, it wasn't that it, you know, it wasn't at the level it needed to be to be world-class then, but we were on our way there rather than we needed to make wholesale changes for that to happen. You know, he's physically, I mean, at, at 22, 23, he still looked like he was 15, 16, right? So, you know, whereas now, you know, physically he's better, you know, he's done a great job of his body in the off-season, um, he's moving better, he's stronger, you know, and, and just that sort of physical maturity has come a little bit later. So, you know, that's why I think we're seeing, you know, he's driving improve, his iron plays improved, and then you combine that with a world-class short game and putting. Now is, you know, why we're seeing the fruits of that labor, so to speak. Yeah, when his iron game started to excel, it's like, that's okay. Now you got to pay attention because, yeah. you know, the tour, the way it's set up, I mean, the strokes gain approach, the iron game, as you know, when that starts to become top shelf and you can putt like Cam Smith, you've got a you've got someone who can do some damage at that yeah, point. And 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 the, the thing for us has always been, you know, we're just trying to get better every year, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think everybody's in a big hurry to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were always of the belief that we're on the right track. We've just got to spend more time doing it, you know. And and I think that's what we're starting to see. And I think, you know, like last year, everybody sort of talks about how Cam didn't drive it that well. But, yeah, he was tour average with a driver, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was his worst stat. So, you know, from there I think you'll see this year he'll, you know, definitely go into strokes game positive. And then, you know, he'll be strokes game positive in every area and then, you know, yeah. slightly better, you know, with the putter and, and the short stuff and, and with the iron play. So, you know, I think, um, you know, again, combined with where he's, his conference is at, you know, mm-hmm. we're in for, for a pretty good season. Let's talk about some of this technique and this, this process. Before we get to that, it kind of reminds me, do you know, I mean, Jamie Mulligan works with uh, Patrick yeah. Cantley and yeah. they've been together a long time too. And yeah, this, I mean, this whole, 
Jamie at the President's Cup. In yeah. 2000. Yeah. I've known Jamie for a long time and I've been following Patrick and Jamie's relation. You got your all relationship kind of feels the same. Like Patrick's 29, um, uh, Cameron's 28, right? Yeah. But you guys have been together and it's like, it just always feels like it's not a hurry. I think he said it perfect. There's, there's not a hurry in this. Like we're yeah. just, we're just developing and yeah. we're just, we're moving the right way. You're yeah. growing into your body, kind of this holistic, be patient, let it mature. And it's, is it a late bloomer? I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's just this process of not rushing it and getting burnt out and being so affected by the ups and downs of the game. And then all of a sudden you kind of fall into place and it's like, Patrick Kelly's one of the best players in the world. Exactly. Cameron Smith now in the top 10. And, and they're not doing anything different than what they've done for years. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the things in, in, especially in modern sort of coaching, you know, we're trying to find the key or we're trying to find the new way of doing things. And, you know, I think those guys that have just, um, you know, stayed on track um, and haven't looked for new ways to, yeah. And again, look, if there was, in my opinion, if, if there was things he was doing, where he wasn't improving. Like if we were looking at going, okay, well, this is not getting better, then mm -hmm. time to look for some new, you know, some new ways of doing it. But, you know, every year we were just chipping away at getting better, getting better. And and that's where, like I said, yeah. you know, he's been on tour now, what, six or seven years. And, um, you know, we're starting to see the the fruits of that, like I said. So the Iron Game, let's talk about some of the I, – I, I was reading some of the stuff that you were talking about and things that you were doing um, with – uh, with them. And one of them was you were talking about kind of this, this hand path and the lead arm relationship yep. Yep. to the body. And you can see it with Cameron where he he'll, it's almost a little bit like DJ where his hands will maybe kind of want to climb away from a little bit. Yeah. So you guys try to keep it more in. And then you were also talking about this orientation, like the, the right side, maybe a little higher than the left. Talk, take us through that a little bit. Yeah, so basically, um, like you said, I mean, one of his tendencies is for his arms to sort of get a little bit out and away from his body, and then he drops it a little bit more in, so that the arms sort of over-travel and drop under, and then he sort of has to, you know, side-bend and then try and catch up. So, you know, the bad ones would be, you know, to the right and then, you know, the overdraw. So for Cam, when he does a better job of that first move and loading properly and getting the arms and the body a little bit more connected. And, you know, look, if you're looking at parallel to the ground, you'll see that the hand, uh, the, the club heads sort of cover the hands from a down the line point of view, mm -hmm. you know, that's when he's in the right position. So he gets the right depth early enough rather than getting out and not getting deep enough and then sort of losing it in behind him and then having to get out of the road. So, and I think, um, again, like I said, with the improvements to his uh, physical ability, he's just done a better job. Like that's stuff that we've always worked on. Like it hasn't really changed. It's just, you know, he's able to do a better job. And, and you know, he's, he's with the off-season, just focused more on it. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously when you're during the season, like we're talking about it, but really, you know, the time to actually work on it is hard. Um but, you know, as I said, that's, uh, it's always been, you know, for a better term, our, our way of doing things. Like, I, you know, we've been really big on having a blueprint all along, you know, mm -hmm. and we sort of vary because we know it works, right? We've yeah. got to know, know what works and what right. doesn't. Um, so the more that, you know, like I always sort of think like, you know, if, if we're in a bowling alley and we put the bumpers on, on, on these bumpers to try and keep him, you know, on in his alley, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, the more that we can stay on course, you know, we know that we've got something that's pretty effective. When his when his hands and arm kind of, when they kind of go away, right, or yeah. like out here too much, yep. 
And then he, and then he turns, does, does that tend to, to kind of lead him into that maybe flatter type of turn yeah, or is that a separate deal? Okay. No, especially with the longer clubs. Yeah. You know, he's, he's always pretty good with the short stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get that. I think, yeah, obviously the more that he's trying to create power, mm-hmm. yeah, the more he, he wanted to get more of that. And then, like you said, it turn a little level and then, you know, to create a steep, he'd go this way to get, you know, back and under it. So, um, you know, he kind of had to do that. That wasn't a, you know, a given, like if he wanted to hit the ball, that's what he had to do. So, yeah. um, you know, now that he can sort of, you know, maintain that first move, like you said, stay in his tilts a little bit better. Yeah. He can stay more on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. He uses the ground better to push up and, and go around. So. Yes. Yeah, so that's good stuff. That's all connected here because we talk about this. And one thing that just drives me nuts, Grant, is when I see, well, all that matters is impact. You know, the back swings. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny when I get the best coaches in the world and we have a conversation, oftentimes we're talking about the backswing. <laughs> yeah. you know? Very rarely, um, in my opinion, are we actually, you know, for me, impacts a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're moving properly, impacts a byproduct of the stuff that's come before it. Yeah. You know, right. and, and good players can make stuff work. And that's one of the issues sometimes is good players, you know, they're just good. Yeah. You know, so make things work and you know i sort of work on that you know from start to impacts you know barely a second you know and if you're not in the right positions to to deliver that you know it's mm-hmm. very very difficult to um, yep. to get back to a good and, and repeatable impact position so and cam's such a good example of like the face the face looks up a little towards the sky maybe slightly closed I'm, I'm barking on amateurs all the time about the importance of face angle and i had a guy just today on the lesson team we were talking about face angle and he, we were talking about, I said, you know, I can probably count on one hand how many have the face open at the top. Yeah. You know, like, like it's just, there's just not many. There's some, yeah, there's not many. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, and, and the name that always comes to mind is Hudson Swafford, right? It's like that dude gets it open and then he just, you know, he just swivels it down, leans the yeah. shaft forward. And, and so that was brought up. Well, Hudson Swafford kind of, you know, Georgia guy here in Florida, they just won the net. Hudson Swafford. I'm like, look, you want to get the face open? And you want to make that move coming down and you want to do that, you know, and try to develop some shaft lean in the process of doing that, knock yourself out. Like that's just tough. Over a second or something, you know, like (laughs) not easy. Yeah. The backswing matters. I mean, it it does. And, and like, I always use it. I always use the idea of like, we're trying to improve the probability of impact here. We're trying to keep these bumpers where you can just be instinctive and hit it. And the backswing's like a huge part of that. And here's Cam Smith, number 10 player in the world talking with his longtime coach and it's like, yeah, we're just trying to get his left arm to be a little more here. We're mm. trying to keep him on his orientation. And then from there, it's like, yeah, he can do all the rest of it a lot easier. Go ahead and hit, go ahead and hit it. You know, and, and even before that, you know, I, I think how we start, you know, just from a, a, you know, a body position and, and a joint position, you know, okay. in full, obviously how we move to start. So again, you know, where I position my body is going to influence, like when we look at grips and things like that, you know, I mean, how I set my body with angles, with, you know, internally, externally rotate, you know, that all those things are going to influence that, which then influences how the club moves away, you know, so they're all parts of the, the puzzle, you know, so so often I'm going back to, you know, where it starts and how yeah. it moves start. And generally speaking, you know, those things are going to set somebody up to move properly on the way through. Before we get to his driver, talk about how quickly, how the long distance works between you two. Is he two things? One is he, is he sending you video and is, yeah. is, is Cameron, is he a tech guy? Does he want to know numbers? Does he, does he want to know 3d? Does he want to? No. So you know, 
in a roundabout way, he just wants me to tell him what to do. You know, <laughs> so it's like, he, he, you know, he understands it. Like he understands mm-hmm. what we've done. I mean, we've obviously done it for so long. Yeah. So many times he's like, yeah, I saw this and this. And I'm like, you're spot on, you know, and that's the thing yeah. as a coach, right. Is we, you know, I want them to not have to rely on me. Right. You know, fill my job properly. They know what we're trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they need to now understand everybody else's golf swing. They just need to understand what they do, you know. And I think um, he's a good example of that. Um, but, you know, he'll send me swings. So, generally, like a tournament week, um, um, Sam, so his caddy, will send me some swings on Monday. We'll have a range session on Tuesday. Um, and then, you know, just to check in, just to make yeah. sure we're on top of things. Um, like I said, we didn't haven't done anything this week just because he's hardly like he went to the range yesterday for, you know, 15 minutes and hit some and, you know, and played nine holes this morning in the Pro Am. So just because his brain and his body's, you know, yeah. pretty fried. So, um, you know, the most important thing for him is rest. Um, mm-hmm. So, but normally we would do that session. And then during the week, if we need, more contact we will you know like i always sort of make myself available i'm always trying to make sure that you know post round if he needs something that i'm available then mm-hmm. um, but you know most of the time he's pretty good like he's pretty self-sufficient he knows yeah. what he needs um you know my job these days is more as insurance you know um rather than you know making wholesale changes or trying to you know um so i'm there when he needs me but yeah. um yeah like it, we, we try and do every week, um, just whether it's an hour, whether it's 15 minutes, Touch base. Mm-hmm. whatever it needs, you know, yep. just to check in. If he's on the right path, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. If it's, you know, and, and, and I'm also mindful of, um, you know, his, how he's feeling, you know, as far as, you know, the, the words that are coming out of his mouth, I know um, when to stay away. Like It's like <laughs> last week, you know, during the week, it's like I don't need to be involved. Yeah, like you just do your thing. Like I think sometimes coaching, you know, is and, and from a I guess a younger version of myself, you'd want to say more. But the reality is, a lot of times you're actually better off saying nothing. Mm. Um, so it's knowing when to talk and when not to talk. And I think um, unless I'm going to add value for me, I'm trying to you know basically stay out of the road. Yeah, say less, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's overdone out there. You know, I, I just I don't know, just my feel. You know, I'm well, not out there. People are trying to value their position. Right. Yeah. So like this guy's paying me, I need to say more. Right. So mm-hmm. in the world that they're in, you know, the smallest influences, um, you know, can have the biggest difference in outcome. So it's knowing when to speak and when not, you know, I remember talking to Dennis McDade about this once with Mark Leishman mm. uh, at the British open where Mark finished second. And he said, you know, like Mark was playing nice and, and the first, um, three days I've said nothing, you know, we're, we're just walking. And then one of the days on the course, he said, you know, every time I noticed there was a little bit of wind in, into off the left, he just looked like he wanted to go a little harder at it. And he said, all I said to him was, mate, whenever you got that wind into off the left, just swing a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, that was my input for the week. <laughs> but at the end of, you know, at the end of the week, Mark runs second. He said, you know, every time I had that shot, I was just mindful of, you know, it was like this year at the the masters, you know, I, I sent um, the guys some stuff about just some tee shot angles, you know, where Cam was in the tee block, you know, so because obviously I got to see every shot, you know. So, and, you know, from round to one, like he, he it was on two and nine and he, he bogeyed, I think he might have made par and then doubled nine and then the next day he birdied two and then parred nine. So he was three shots better just by, you know, changing his tee shot angle, you know, just yeah. changing 
basically where he set up the type of shape that he tried to play. So a lot of it, you know, isn't, you know, technical, um, but it's just if you can have an input that that makes a difference, that's what, what you're trying to do. So let's talk about this for a second. I think the the, the biggest thing, when I look back and I watched a lot of the golf at Century, um, I think the, the biggest thing that stood out to me and, and I know, I know that, that he's a good driver of the ball, but John Rahm is a great driver of the ball, right? Absolutely, I mean, he is, yeah. he's the best driver in the world. Yeah. If you'd have told me that Cam Smith would have outperformed him with the driver for four straight days. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I know that he's capable of it, but it's John Rahm. <laughs> this dude, yeah, this no, dude hits at three fifteen down the yeah. middle every time. Cameron Smith to me, that was his best driving week I think I've ever seen. Statistically, pretty close. Yeah, he, he led driving for the week. He led driving and led putting for the week. So, did he? Is he hitting it longer, or is it just me? Um, a little bit, yeah. Okay, a little bit. And and again, like I said, I, we haven't done anything majorly technical to to change that. You know, physically, he's lost a little bit of weight this year. He's stronger. He's moving better under load. And I think, you know, because he's moving better, he's using his body better. He's using the ground better. And the the payoff of that is just, you know, I think two, three miles an hour of club yeah. speed. You know, that was four or five better. in Hawaii. Yeah. But, but with control, right? right. You know, the other thing. So, you know, it's not just a matter. And I think that's where people get stuck. You know, everybody's wanting to hit it further and, and hit it harder. But, you know, if your body's not designed to do that, you know, it's going to be a crash course in, uh, playing out of the rough. So I think, you know, one of the biggest things is his body's enabling him to go faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then because he's moving slightly better as well, you know, you combine those two, um, you know, we we saw what we saw on the weekend, you know. So because the thing is, you know, it's fine to hit it further, but he, you know, he had control. Like he hit a couple of average shots, but other than that for the week, he he hardly missed. I thought he clipped the pass ROM a couple of times too. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times like he was, and, and it's hard to tell around there because obviously, you know, if you use the slopes properly right. and right. maybe a different ball flight and a bit different run out, but you know, and even um, Pinner and I talked about this yesterday, like he was 20 past him a lot. It was know? a couple of times. Yeah. I, I can remember a couple of times the ball, you know, they would show the balls in the fairway and I'm looking, okay. And then all of a sudden like, so John's hitting. I'm like, well, did Cam hit? No, Cam yeah. hasn't hit yet. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, he's up. He's passed him again. Yeah. So I don't know whether it was a combination <laughs> of you know using the slopes better and a little bit of you know different yeah. slope maybe. Um, but you know it was pretty impressive. It was. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was longer. Zach just and to me it was like that. If, if Cameron Smith hits his driver or anything like that, I mean, forget it. The way I mean the way his iron game is there and and putting, he's going to win <laughs> a lot. He's going to be on the first page a yeah, ton. Yeah. Let me ask you this before I let you go. So his driver, yep. give us one or two things that when you're watching him hit his driver, if, if this and this is good, or it's just this, what is it that when you're watching him, that it's like when these things are in line and good, the drivers, it's, it's, it's pretty darn solid. So, so again, going back to that first move, you know, okay. with- who's properly there and, and loads it properly. And the second thing you will, you'll see with Cam and you'll see saw it on the weekend, he looks really balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, So, again, whereas a lot of times when we got the other stuff, you'd see him sort of rotate through and then sort of almost fall back out of it a little bit. Okay. So, again, you know, controlling that first move a little bit better, getting the sort of right amount of, you know, like I said, depth relative to his rotation mm-hmm. um, on the way back. So then from there he doesn't lose this. You know, so again, he can sort of make that move and he can really use the ground mm-hmm. to 
push up out of. So, um, and like I said, you'll see it just looks really balanced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from, see, I think, you, I think he's mentioned, I think he mentioned, or you mentioned something that, and I like what you said, like, okay, I'm blending my arm depth with my turn. Yeah. Right. And when he does that, it looks like it tightens him up a little bit. Like he doesn't get the runoff as much. And exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because like I said, when those arms get away, and then you know his arms travel too far relative to that, you know, rotation, and then that's when he pulls down a bit and then has to back out. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, the the arms and body match. He controls that top of backswing, and he can maintain that mm -hmm. width on the way down and really unload that club properly. Can he? Can he quantify when the left shoulder? is like more down in transition versus maybe wanting to pop up out of it. Oh, he feels, yeah. You know, he, he can just, feel it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he knows like if it's going that way, you know, that. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's funny. His checklist is not that it's to make sure that, okay, I got to get this right. Then I can go. Yeah. And exactly right. When he loads it properly, that creates that movement, you yeah. know? So whereas the other ones are response to, to, you know, how do I get this back to the ball? Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to steepen the shoulders. I've got to side bend. And then that gives what feels like room Problem yeah. is now clubs traveling too far. Right. And, uh, you know, yep. he's blocking it or, or hooking it. Yeah. And that's, and I think, you know, we talk about that a lot here is when you're, when you're falling back and side bend, I mean, you can have a little bit, I mean, it's not going to kill you, but when you, you know, if you're, if it gets too much, you can't rotate. So now yeah. all of a sudden everything's running away and that's yeah. for a better player yeah. that gets blocked. Well, again, just like you said, even before that, you know, just how we use the ground to push mm -hmm. out of, you know, like if we're going this way too early, you know, like you said, you can't push out of the ground, which means you can't rotate. So, mm -hmm. which makes it, you know, usually a little bit more of this to square it up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're no different to every player out there, you know, they all have yep. their stuff. They all have their things that, you know, we're trying to, to manage and, you know, at times they get away from us. But, um, you know, I thought last week, um, not only, I mean, obviously the score represents he did a good job, but it, he looked really good from my yeah. point of view. And I said to him a few weeks ago, just how good his body looked and, and mm. was moving. And, you know, for me, that's, like I said, that's a massive part of it that he's, you know, Cam's always trained, but kind of, you know, has, has fallen off the wagon a few times and it hasn't been, uh, I guess, as consistent as we'd like it, you know. And, and one of Cam's things is when he's working consistently, mm -hmm. he's he's really good. <laughs> I had to laugh at his quote. Uh, they asked him in the press room, they said, your driver, like, it was amazing this week. You know, what's changed? And he, he kind of talked a little bit about some of this. And he's yeah. like, you know, honestly, too, he goes, I used to just warm up. I used to practice, hit my wedge, my seven and this and that. I get to my driver and go home. Now I'm staying another 20 minutes and hit my driver. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, he's the sort of guy that would hit three good drives and go, right, let's go. Let's go. Let's and go. you're like, you know, we need a couple more than that. You know? <laughs> um, and, and look, you know, Cam's really in tune. Like, I mean, you know, he comes across really, you know, laid back, and which he is, but mm -hmm. he's also very aware of, okay, I want to get better at this. I need to do the work, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, he, one of the beauties with Cam, I mean, you know, and he said it himself, you know, like maybe he gets a little lazy at times. I wouldn't say lazy. It's probably a little bit more complacent, but complacent, yeah. when he's there, he's as, his intent is as good as anybody's. Mm. Like, so he doesn't waste energy being at the golf course, at the range, you know, like if he, if he's there, he's working. Yeah. You know, if he's, if he's not, he's going home and, you know, either fishing or just hanging out. So yeah, he likes that fishing here at the intercoastal here in the yeah, Reds running and cream. I think, you know, having that, you know, I think too many guys spend too much time, you know, 
worrying about what's going to happen. Whereas Cam's always been great at like once golf's done, yeah, you know, there's another life out there for me. What a start to the year. I mean, this is, you know, I imagine you guys are like, Hey, great win. Let's just, let's just keep going. You know, let's just keep plugging along. And in the, the thing is like, you know, we're just, it sounds cliche, but we're just trying to always get better. Yeah. So, and, and I think, um, obviously the, the end that he's at now is quite pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're, there are always little things that, you know, and again, I think just being out there longer, he's understanding, you know, he knows the golf course is better. So yeah. You know, doesn't need to do as much pre-tournament as maybe what he used to. And, you know, he knows himself better. He knows his body better. You know, all those things combined, um, you know, I think add to the the pieces that puzzle, puzzle well. Well, he knows the Wildlife Country Club well, where the Sony yeah. Open is. He won that back in 2020. He said it it reminds him where he grew up in Australia there, Brisbane, kind of the yeah. same type of feel, and he feels very comfortable. So hopefully he's getting some rest and um, yeah. he'll come yeah. out. and He's, uh, you know, so... I mean, I think, you know, once it's go down, like he's, his game's in, you know, obviously in a great spot. So yeah. it's just of, you know, being ready to go mentally. And then I think, like I said, you know, not doing a lot this early part of the week, um, you know, will really help him come the weekend. And, and again, you saw it last week, just physically how much better he is, like how much that helped around such a hilly golf course. I saw him walking up one of the hills in the last round and just, the, you know, how fast he was walking up and, and just the quality of, you know, athletically how he was going up the hill i was like you know you could just see it yeah 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 you could just see it probably in his gait and the way he was walking like okay this is this is what we need to be doing he wasn't struggling put it that way you know physically he was tearing up that hill and you know that's a good sign that place is brutal to walk (laughs) brutal grant field pga australia teacher of the year uh, back in 2021 longtime coach cameron smith Thank you for coming on the podcast. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate it.